0: Welcome back everybody to Jung To Live By. Now we've said it once, we've said it twice, we've said it many many times, that the anima is not an inner woman. The anima is in fact where your libido flows to. It is the relating function, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others. It's incredibly important in human psychology. But of course, because of the sexualized nature of the anima and the animus in terms of symbols, it's often confused as a sexual thing. So we've got a question today addressing this topic from someone who signed up at the Merlin's workshop tier or higher on Patreon and you can join them by doing the exact same and you get to submit questions to us to answer on the YouTube channel. The question goes like this, I believe Pauline has communicated the idea of not sexualizing the anima and I'm sure it goes the same for the animus. If one were to sexualize the counter sexual aspect of the psyche, how does one go about reversing this sexualization? So we'll ask Stephen Pauling in the past, how do we
1: do this? If there is, and obviously there is, an expression of the sexual instinct in an individual, and that then feeds into sexual fantasies, and that person then uh, acquires a theory, a psychological theory, which talks about an inner woman, uh, then there's going to be a tendency to conjoin those things together, and then to be told that he is sexualizing the anima, because he's simply having sexual fantasies about women and they may not be the same thing at all however that said moving into back into the theory uh, realm jung did say that you shouldn't do that you shouldn't sexualize the anima if you think about it if the anima is the relating function in effect in practical effect you can't go around sexualizing all of your relationships There are social constraints against doing that and uh, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble by doing that. So in that sense, you should not do that. Also, in terms of an inner experience, if you eroticize everything, you are still at some distance from that which you are trying to assimilate. The erotic element turns up in the transference, for example, as explicated in Collected Works 16 of Carl Jung's work, The Practice of Psychotherapy. It turns up there in symbolic form to show that there is an instinctive drive, apparently towards wholeness, and that the libido that is behind lifespan development has, to some extent, a connection to sexuality and eroticism. This is the groundwork that Freud laid for all of psychodynamic theory. It doesn't mean, though, as Jung himself said, that all libido is sexual, and therefore you should not relate exclusively through sexuality either externally or internally however if you are a normal young man you are going to have those pressures and those pressures will exhibit a certain requirement for release and to not do that is unhealthy and there, i would challenge the no fat movement why would you want to inhibit something which is normal and always has been and wherever that has been imposed upon a culture, you get a counter-reaction which is unhealthy. Also, th- there are statistical reasons in terms of health g- going into later life that suggest that not having done it when you were young uh, is negatively implicated for a man's health, with his to, for example, prostate cancer and other conditions. So you should be doing it. You should have a way of expressing yourself sexually, absolutely. This will involve if you're a statistically bandwidth normal in inverted commas man with sexually relating to women for instinctive reasons. Genetic reasons. When you encounter the anima, if you insist on making it an internal woman, you're going to sexualize it because you're going to make that lack of distinction. Remember, though, that the anima is not an internal woman. It just tends to be projected onto that. And I would fall back on Freud again, for, as I've just said, for that reason, that we are primarily driven by instincts towards reproduction, that that's the baseline. Everything else after that is a development on from it. I wouldn't go as far as Freud and say that it's just a modification of sexuality. Everything else is a modification of it. That would only come about if you thought that libido as such was exclusively sexual. That would be your inevitable conclusion then. If, however, you follow Jung and say that, no, it's not exclusively sexual, only in part, then immediately there's a separation of focus of libido. Some of it will be sexual, uh, and in the example we're saying, it will be focused on women. But then if you're told that your anima is something which is internal, as an inner woman, inner woman, oh yeah, how do I experience that fantasy? What? Well, fantasy equals masturbation, therefore I sexualize it. QED. You know? that's suggestion that's coming in from the theory. Improperly articulated theory. Because Jung also says that you shouldn't do that. So he's giving you a huge hint that the animal is not just sexual. It's expressed through that way sometimes. And it does depend on where you're at in terms of your lifespan development or what is being emphasized simultaneously with other things. And that simultaneous emphasis does create confusion. And of course, naturally enough, people who are into psychology, depth psychology, will be looking around for a theory that confirms their feelings and their understandings. You might call it confirmation bias to some extent. So if they're feeling like they want to express sexually towards a woman, but there's this other magical thing that's almost a woo-woo construct to some extent, um, that is some kind of inner woman and it's related to imagery and so forth. Oh, yeah, of course, sexualize it. But that's not the anima, is it? That's not your relating function. That's just letting off endocrine system steam and genetic steam, and also encouraging you to focus on an idealized reproductive and social mating image. Yeah, part of the anima, not the whole thing. So if you have done that, if you have coupled yourself with sexualizing the anima, then you have to understand what it really is So you can uncouple it without simply cancelling yourself out by the creation of an opposite to say that there is no sexuality with the anima. It's either sexual or it's not. The opposites. Those wonderful Jungian opposites they cancel each other out and nothing happens. No, it's not that. There is a sexual element to it, obviously, for instinctive reasons. And then there's another element which has to do with relating more broadly, externally and internally. So understand this as the relating function, which I emphasize a lot, because if you do that, you know that relating is more than just sexual. That's eye opening if you take the trouble to follow where that open eye will now lead you. It will lead you into proper relating as a bandwidth of external relations and also of internal relations. You'll find if you do that, then the anima as an image on the inside will change. Uh, you will still have your sexual fantasies. Why not? That's normal. And you should have them. But you will also have the anima turning up in a different way. And that's where you'll learn things. You won't learn things just by sexualizing it. That's what young men by don't do that. So the process is, is one of widening your understanding and perspective of what the anima is uh, or the animus for that matter. Uh, I'm speaking for the anima here. I'll, I'll hand over to Pauline with respect to the to, uh Understand the animus in that way. Well, I guess
2: it's whether it's it's relevant here. It's relevant in so much as obviously one involves the other mm. because we're talking about relating, and inevitably, you know, we're talking really about animal and animus, aren't we? Yeah, um, we are. The, the thing that it kicked off in my mind as you were talking was a, a practical example, really, of a, of a young woman that I was speaking to recently who probably isn't maybe as aware as she should be about her own outward attractiveness for a start professional Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. but um it in her role as a professional woman um her profession requires of her that she she has physical contact with other people that she she touches people and, Mm -hmm. and um she was finding herself a little bit uncomfortable with it, I think for a number of reasons really. Probably one because she hadn't fully embraced her own outer physical attractiveness as a woman and how that might unconscious affect unconscious of it, unconscious yeah. of it mm. and how that might affect the men that she works with. Mm. Um she was finding it particularly difficult in working with with sort of middle-aged men, with older men. Um Probably because they were of an age bracket that she might think of being more um, like a father figure Mm. than, uh, say, maybe a young man. So that that had its own complications. Mm. Um, And the the, the thing that I think that she, apart from the fact she was unconscious of that, that she was struggling with, was her own, obviously it was a relating issue, but her own ability to relate to people um, in a warm and compassionate way which she wanted to do she uh, had been disapproved of uh, through earlier conditioning in her life and so she felt an inhibition also to be able to relate to people in in that way and yet instinctively she felt she wanted to and to some extent her profession demanded that yeah. of her and i i actually think that when she engages with that and and all the other um protections are in place which they will be given the context in which she works the clinical context in which she works I think that she will literally come into her own and she'll be able to reach people and and heal people in a way that her peers her colleagues won't be able to because I think it, it, what you're saying Steve is you just naturally you become more attuned to mm. the positive side of mm. either the animus or the anima mm. uh, and, and you open yourself up to yes. receive that and to express that in yes. terms of your your relationships both both inner and, and outer obviously mm. um and um yeah i I think really that's that's just a that's the only adjustment this particular young woman needs to make and i I think i think she'll be on her way Mm. and i think the way that she relates to herself on the inside and to outer relationships will will change and and change dramatically if she allows that to come through yeah so uh, it's just a practical example of somebody somebody struggling with with these um kind of issues in themselves
0: Thank you for watching this episode of Young to Live By. If you haven't already, make sure you download our free PDF for integrating your shadow. It includes the most advanced theory on the topic available anywhere on the internet, as well as a full practical breakdown. If you've ever wanted to integrate your shadow, this is honestly the way to do it. Thanks again for watching, and take care.